Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher author and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a way that's purposeful and sustainable. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. If you've ever thought about creating and launching an online course in order to diversify your income streams or even just to create more revenue in your teacherpreneur business, then this podcast episode is for you because today we have online course expert, Lindsay Bowden. She's going to be talking all things course creation from choosing your topic to growing your email list, even what to do if that first course launch falls Flat. And when I say course creation expert, Lindsay Bowden has had multiple multi six figure launches for her course, Math Resource Academy, and she is absolutely incredible, not only at launching and creating her own course, but teaching others how to do that as well. So I want you guys to meet Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Hey, Lauren, good. How are you doing? I'm great. It's so good to have you back. We're kind of talking before the show started that the last time we were here, you were talking about creating high quality resources. And now you're going to be talking about launching your own course. And so we've kind of made like a lot of progression. Like your business has grown so much and has changed so much since the last time we talked. And I'm so excited to have you here today. Yeah, I'm excited too. So let's start from the beginning because we're going to be talking about how to know if you're ready to start a course? What are the first steps for creating and selling your own online course? But start us back from the very beginning. Where did your journey in the whole teacher, educator, entrepreneurial space begin? Yeah. So I started my Teachers Pay Teacher store back in 2017. So quite a while ago. Didn't really get serious about it until probably 2019. And that's also the year I created my first online course, which is Math Resource Academy, where I was teaching math teachers how to create printable and digital resources for their classroom. So I launched that for the first time back in the summer of 2019. Kind of had the idea because as I was creating resources for my classroom and also for TPT, I had a lot of teachers asking me, okay, how are you doing this? How do you make the graphs? How do you make the shapes? That kind of thing. So I just Decided, well, I'll just make a course so I can just record it once and then share it with all of these people. And so that's kind of where my journey to online courses started. I love that. And you've had multiple multi six figure launches for this course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this has been incredibly successful. And when we're talking about selling online courses, I truly don't know of anybody personally who would be more knowledgeable on this subject than you. So I'm really excited to talk to you about this today. When you first launched that course, did you have a set expectation for it? Did you have any idea of how well it would go? Walk me through like that piece of you launched this course that does really well. Where were your thoughts at that point? Well, my first launch did not go really well. (laughs) I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I was very motivated to be successful because I was pregnant and I wanted to stay home with my baby for one year. So I found out I was pregnant in January of 2019, launched this online course in June of 2019, but really no clue what I was doing. (laughs) So I I did get some members, which was awesome. I kind of had a beta launch, but then I took the next year and really learned everything I could about marketing and, you know, making an irresistible offer, building my 
audience, like all of the pieces that you really need to have a successful course launch. And then the following summer in June of 2020, that's when I had my first big launch. I made 47K in seven days. And I was like, this is real. This can actually happen. And since then, I've had, like you said, some six-figure launches, which has just been mind-blowing. But yeah, I think that a lot of people want to be really successful for their very first launch and just, you know, start off with a five-figure launch. And it takes some time. It takes some mentorship to really learn all the pieces because it's not just create a course and sell it. It's a lot more than that. I think it was Amy Porterfield. She had a guest on one time and this was whenever I had first launched the first version of RTA, which was a course. And I was feeling really defeated because I was like expecting that it was going to go so much better than it did. And I was one of those people like you're talking about. I may not have expected that five-figure launch, but I definitely thought it was going to go much better than it did. And when I closed cart for it, I was like feeling super defeated. And I was like, it's okay. I can learn from this. And I was listening to Amy Porterfield and she said, you know, she had a guest on and the guest said that she made like $6,000 her first launch. And she was like, oh, if you make $6,000 on your first launch, launch, then you have something there. And I remember thinking like, okay, like I barely hit that mark. And I was like, okay, I'm on to something. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that your first launch was more than $6,000. It was a thousand dollars. Oh, really? Okay. So maybe I've got the timeline wrong and I'm probably thinking about your second launch. Probably because the first launch, it actually wasn't even called Math Resource Academy. It was called Secondary Math Squad. I had it set up as a membership. It was completely different because again, I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) But the good thing is, you know, you learn from that. I think I got like 25 members and they really helped me develop the course into what it is today. So in a lot of ways, I'm really thankful that it wasn't a huge launch that I didn't know what I was doing because I learned so much from that. I feel like a lot of people may get paralyzed from actually just doing it, but that's how you learn. And, and like you said, $6,000 for your first launch is amazing. It didn't feel amazing at the time. <clears throat> Truthfully, like just full disclosure here, it was a six month commitment for me where I was having to show up. So it was a course slash coaching program. Okay, so yeah. a lot more involved than just like your traditional course. But I, I want to kind of highlight what you said there it was like about $1,000 for your first launch, because I think that that's going to make a lot of people feel really good about like, that yeah. seems like a very doable number. And to go right. from $1,000 to multiple five figures, your next launch, can you tell us what was like the main difference between the two? Do you think? Oh, wow. There was a lot. First of all, I really focused on building my email list. That is so important because you can't launch to an audience of zero. And I had a small email list, but the people on my email list weren't the right people. I was building my list for my TPT store. And I see a lot of teacherpreneurs do do this actually. They have a big TPT list, but your online course list a lot of times needs to be segmented. So that was one thing that I really focused on building my list specifically with people that are interested in creating resources, which is what my course was about. I really focused on the messaging around my course. I really thought about how I personally felt when I didn't have resources in my classroom, the struggle and you know, I really tried to empathize with teachers and okay, how are they feeling? And then how will they feel after my course? What is that transformation going to be? And I used that messaging piece in my email marketing on my sales page. When I was talking on Instagram stories, when I was making Instagram posts, the messaging piece is is more important really than what's in the course because people aren't buying the course. They're buying the transformation that the course will provide. So those are just a couple of things. There's a lot more that went into it, but those are probably the biggest things. So talk us through, because we're going to get into in a second, probably hear a little bit more about the building the email list and you can't launch to an audience of zero. But if somebody is listening and they're thinking about starting a course, which they probably are because they're listening to this podcast episode, they're thinking about 
launching a course, they would really, they like the idea of diversifying their income streams, maybe perhaps, you know, building in, bringing in more revenue, passive income, things like that. What are some things that they need to have in place or what are some things that they need to be thinking about now, even if they're not sure when they're going to launch their course? Like it's just kind of an idea or a thought in their head. Yeah. I think the first thing would be to choose your course topic. Your TPT store niche is not necessarily your course niche. So making sure, you know, you are providing teachers or, you know, you don't have to have a course for teachers. Even if you have a TPT store, you can have a course about anything and kind of separate yourself from your TPT store. But whatever you decide, your course needs to have a measurable outcome, a measurable result. For example, you don't want to have a course topic that is something like, you know, I want to help teachers live their best life, or I want to help busy teachers slow down. That's not measurable. What specifically are you going to teach them that they can say, yes, I can do this. I learned this or no, I did not learn this. So that is really important. And I see that a lot. Also think about profitability. So when you're choosing a course niche, if you can solve a need versus a want, usually the need is going to be more profitable. So, you know, making money, starting a business, even like health. So, you know, helping teachers with their mental health or things like that. Relationships, those kind of niches are usually more profitable. And then are people actively searching for a solution about this topic? So do some market research. I like to get into Facebook groups. I like Ubersuggest or answerthepublic.com. So yeah, really nailing down your course niche, making sure that the transformation is a measurable result is probably the first step. So from there, because you talked about how your course niche is going to be different than your TPT niche. And even for you, you found that there was a difference there, even though you were still marketing product to math teachers, you still Mm -hmm. found there was a difference between teachers who wanted to purchase ready-made products and teachers who wanted to create their own products, but still math teachers. So once you've decided what that niche is, how do you go about building that audience? So the first thing you want to do is create a really good lead magnet, which is just a freebie that someone gives their email address to you and then they get the freebie delivered to their email. And it needs to be directly related to your online course niche. It should be something that gives your potential customers a quick win, something that's easy to consume. It can be like a PDF guide templates, a checklist, something that is kind of like a beginner problem that maybe they need to solve right now before they take your course. And that is going to ensure you get the right people on your email list. So I was talking about before I had an email list and I was giving away geometry lessons that were already done. Well, those people didn't necessarily want to learn how to create their own geometry resources. So I had to create a new lead magnet. I think it was called like five steps to creating math resources. And that is what really built my list. And then I made like a pixel art guide because I got into digital resources and those were building my list with the right people. And then I made sure to segment those two kind of types of people on my list. When we're talking about timeline for this, my thing right now is memberships primarily, but I do have like a static online course. And then I have courses that are all part of a membership. So I'm kind of in the course world, but I'm not in it nearly as much as you are. But one of the things that I see is like people who are launching this course and they don't have an audience for it. Right. So they're Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm going to market this thing, but then it becomes so much more difficult. Like to try to sell this product when you don't have an audience for that product. And I can only imagine that that would be incredibly discouraging to take on that kind of task. What kind of timeline are we talking about from I've created this lead magnet? 
I need to be marketing this lead magnet in some way, shape or form in order to grow my email list to, okay, now I'm at a point where I can create and sell this course. Are we talking about weeks, months, years? What are we talking about here? It definitely depends on you know how much time you can spend every day. Of course, when I first created my online course, I could do it a lot quicker because I didn't have a baby yet. So it depends on you, you know your schedule. But I, I feel like it's very doable to create your lead magnet, grow your list, and and get your beta launch done within three months. So a beta launch means you have at least one module of your course done. You're not having this big live launch where you're having a challenge and a, and a pop-up group. You know, you're just trying to get those beta members in. I teach a lot of strategies for growing your email list that can help you do that more quickly. So, you know, a lot of people do blogging and YouTube videos, and those are awesome. And I definitely recommend that as well, but those can be slower to actually get people to view that content. So I have a few strategies that I teach inside my course where you are kind of using other people's platforms to grow your list. I think you had a, a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago about doing a joint lead magnet or like a bundle. Mm-hmm. I love those. That's a great idea. So just finding those those ways to grow your list a little bit faster than the traditional methods while at the same time you are working on that first module of your course. And also kind of, you know, you already have the outline for the other modules so people kind of know what's promised, but you don't have to have the whole course created before you have that first launch. So yeah, long story short, about three months, I think is, is a good timeline. Three months. So that's very doable. That's very oh, yeah. doable. Yeah. And so when we're talking about this, we've got the course topic, we've created the lead magnet, and now we're starting to grow our list to create the actual course. Now you're, you're going to be at Teacher Seller Summit and you're going to be talking about the whole strategy. Can you share a little bit about the strategy that you're going to be talking about and maybe walk us through the first step? After this, yeah. So, kind of what we already talked about, you know, the first step is really choosing a a profitable niche. And so, I have some strategies that I use to help people really brainstorm. And I feel like a lot of teacher sellers they get stuck in their TPT niche. And the online course world is so much bigger than that. And I think sometimes teacher sellers get scared of branching out from their TPT niche. So, we're going to talk about how to brainstorm, what you're passionate about what you already know about, and then also your life experiences. That can be a great course topic. If you have experienced something difficult in your life or maybe help someone else with something difficult, then you already have experience with solving a problem. So we'll talk about that first. We'll talk about how to make sure it's profitable and measurable. And then from there, once you kind of have that niche nailed down, then we will do some market research to find out the best lead magnet topic to make sure that whatever you choose, first of all, people are going to want it and download it. And also it's going to get the right people on your list so that you're building your list as you start creating your course. And then I'm going to give some strategies about how to grow your list quickly. So kind of what I was talking about, I have some specific strategies that I've used with my own course members and I've had people get like 500 new leads in a deck from these strategies. So I'm really excited about those. So we'll talk about that. And then from there, kind of once you have started building your email list, then the next step would be start outlining your course, thinking about the first module, thinking about that transformation that your course participants will get. And yeah, go from there. You have a course for creating an online course. Can you tell everybody the name of that course and maybe just a little bit about that? Yeah, actually I just changed the name and I kind of revamped the course. It's called Hey Online Course. And it's basically how to create and sell your course in three months. So I go through all of those strategies. We talk about even through after your beta launch, how to finish out the course and then do a live launch. So it'll be my exact live launch strategy that's given me those five and six figure launches. It's a great course. I have gained 
gamified it, which I'm really excited about. I just did this where as you go through the course, you get badges and prizes. So yeah, I've really, that's what I've been working on in January and February is, is revamping the course and making it so that you get that result very quickly. So yeah, I love that. Let's talk about something a little bit practical here. What kind of monetary commitment are we talking about when creating a course? Because we're potentially looking at probably Facebook ads if we're talking about, you know, growing your email list in three months. We're looking at hosting somewhere to host your online course. Hopefully somebody who's thinking about creating a course already has an email marketing platform. So hopefully that piece is covered. But what kind of commitment are we looking at from a monetary standpoint or a financial investment standpoint when we're looking? at building this course? It's a great question. So I use Kajabi for everything, but that is on the pricier side. And I usually don't recommend that for beginners. So there are definitely some cheaper options for people who are just starting out. Teachable is a great platform that is low cost, but still has a lot of the bells and whistles. That would be for hosting your course. As far as an email service provider, like you said, probably most people already have one, but I like Flowdesk. It's great. And then as far as Facebook ads go, honestly, I don't recommend using those until after you've beta launched because you don't really know what is going to work organically. So I want to wait until we really have the organic marketing piece nailed down before we start throwing money at it. So I usually don't recommend that in the first three months. I do teach Facebook ads in my course, but usually not until you're ready to live launch. So I wouldn't worry really too much about that yet. So it's really just, you need somewhere to host your course and then you need an email service provider. And other than that, that's really the only cost. One follow-up question to that is, let's say the, the lead magnet, somebody, they choose their niche, right? Because step one, you've got choose your niche, choose your course topic. Step two, create a lead magnet for that and start bringing people in. And we're not using Facebook ads. So that means that you've got to have an existing audience somewhere, or you've got to tap into the audience of others, like you talked about and collaborate. Let's say somebody is doing those pieces and they're like, I've got a hundred people on my email list after three months, right? What do you yeah. do from there? Yeah. So I actually, I recommend having 200 people on your list before you beta launch. So if you are not seeing the results that you want, it could be your lead magnet. It could be that you don't have the right topic. So I had, I had this experience with one of my course members. She had created this lead magnet about baking cookies and this, you know, chocolate chip cookie recipe and it just wasn't doing that well. And so we did some market research and I got into some Facebook groups and everyone was asking about sourdough. That is like the hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> so she made a sourdough lead magnet and it exploded overnight. So it could be your lead magnet. It could be that you're not getting enough eyeballs on it. So that's when you really need to look at your conversion rates. So whatever platform you're using to host your landing pages, whether it's Teachable or Kajabi or whatever, see what the conversion rate is. Like how many people are actually looking at it? It may just be you need to get more eyeballs on it. You need to do some more marketing, get on some podcasts, do another lead magnet bundle. Those are usually the two you know, areas where I see that the lead magnet's not going well. So that's super helpful. And then I would assume like, say they, they beta launch this to their 200 people on their email list and it falls absolutely flat. Yeah. Have we lost anything at this point? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes that can happen and, and there's so many variables that can go wrong with a, with a beta launch. It could be your offer. It could be maybe like some links were broken. It could be maybe your emails weren't being opened. So the first thing that I would do is really do a deep dive into the data and see what went wrong. I honestly truly feel what makes the difference between someone who is not successful and someone who is, is when you fail, and I'm putting this in air quotes because there's really no failure. It's just a science experiment. You look at the data and you keep going. You don't take it personally. Your business is not tied to your worth or your value. It's a science experiment. So you take that data and you keep moving forward. So 
my online first beta launch could have been considered a failure, but I kept going. I learned, I, you know, used the data. I talked to my beta members. So it's really just, it's not a failure. It's just, are you going to take what you learn and keep going? And, and I, one of the things that I want to point out too, is with this method that you've mentioned for, or that you that you teach for that beta launch is that they've only written one module too. So it's not like you've spent all these months creating this course, filming content and everything like that. Like you've cre- like you've spent time on it and you've invested, you've made an investment, but this isn't like the end of the world because if you do do that beta launch and it does fall flat, like you've only made one module. So yeah. you have plenty of room to pivot, like plenty right. of room to pivot. Yeah. And that's a good point. Like it could have been like, maybe your course topic just wasn't, it may be like the the overall niche is okay, but the transformation you were promising is just not what someone wanted. So I always tell my members after you close the doors, even if your launch went great, send out a, why didn't you buy email to everyone who didn't buy on your list? And that can give you tons of feedback. Hopefully they'll tell you, well, this just, this wasn't right. Or I would rather have this. And then that can really help you improve from there. So this is kind of a fun question. Most of the people in your niche or in your world, I would think are probably teacher entrepreneurs or or most of them kind of in that space. And then we're talking about cookies, which like absolutely intrigues me. So you definitely got people who are branching out, which I love. Yes. When you see course members finding and doing that new market research to find these new topics. Do you find yourself going like, Ooh, I'd like to do a course on this over here when you're doing market research too. Like, do you find yourself wanting to create other course topics? Or it's usually I want to take the course. Like I've already told this girl, once you make a sourdough course, I need this because I want to learn how to do sourdough. So yeah, it always is exciting when I find new niches and I see people doing courses and all of these crazy niches that I would have never thought of. It just excites me to see all the possibilities for sure. Well, thanks so much for being here, Lindsay. Where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you. Yeah. So I am on Instagram at meet.the.bowdens. And then our website is meetthebowdens.com. And then of course, Lindsay will be at Teacher Seller Summit and she'll be talking all about how to create and launch that online course. We're so, so excited for your topic. And of course, we'll put a link down in the description to Lindsay's website and Lindsay's Instagram because she has a lot of great information on both her website and on her Instagram. So thanks so much for being here, Lindsay. Thank you, Lauren. It's always fun to talk. (laughs) If you're starting to get excited about the possibility of launching your own online course after that conversation with Lindsay, then Lindsay has an ultimate list of profitable course ideas that you can download right now. There's a link down inside of the description. Just click that button, type in your name, your email address, and you'll get a list of the 100 most profitable online course ideas on the market. So you can kind of get those creative juices flowing and start thinking about what your online course topic is going to be. If you want to learn more from Lindsay, you can follow her on Instagram or go visit her website at meetthebowdens.com. And you'll find links for that all down in the show notes. And you'll also see her at the Teacher Seller Summit, July 6th through 9th. And you do not want to miss that because not only is Lindsay going to be talking about creating your profitable online course, we're also going to have launch expert Melanie Battistelli talking about different launch strategies that you can utilize to launch your own course or membership. We are so, so excited about Teacher Seller Summit and you can get your tickets at teachersellersummit.com and you can find the link for that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. I will see you right here next week. 
If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low-cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of Strategic Growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.